0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates and Locked On Phillies podcast. I am your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, Ethan Smith, who is feeling much better than he has been lately. It doesn't help that it's 35 degrees in the morning and then gets up to 80 every day. So... Sick once again for the second straight week over the weekend, which is starting to get kind of old at this point. But something that's not getting old for our wonderful guest today here on this Locked On Crossover is Connor Thomas, and that's the Phillies winning baseball games because the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series, and apparently I guess they're just boomer bust at this point in terms of getting to the postseason. And They either get to the World Series or they just don't make the playoffs altogether. So we're going to preview the World Series a little bit For Pirates fans that would want the Phillies' uh, perspective, as well as just celebrating the fact that a PA team is in the World Series again. And then maybe even Connor can give the Pirates a certain sense of how they can get to this Mm -hmm. point. But thank you for making Locked On Phillies and Locked On Pirates your first listen of the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Connor, I know you have to be buzzing, man. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. the Phillies are in the World Series. The Eagles are undefeated. The Sixers get their first win the other night. The Flyers starting the season hot. I'm sure the Philadelphia Union are doing something good over there. How is the city right now? About how do they feel about this World Series? I mean, because I know in Pittsburgh, whenever the Penguins are in the Stanley Cup or the Steelers are in the Super Bowl, the whole city's buzzing. So how does the city of Philadelphia feel right now with just this improbable run? that the Phillies have made through this entire year.
1: Yeah, it, it's absolutely incredible, man. and uh, first appreciate you, you having me on. It's going to be a fun crossover to talk through all this stuff. I'll do my best to uh, see what I can do to talk the Pirates through some stuff later too. But uh, the the feeling in the city is unreal, right? Uh, I brought it up because uh, I do morning sports talk radio in Philly, and I brought it up on air over there. It's been a decade plus since they made the playoffs. And I think that entire time, I can count on one hand the amount of people I've seen just like walking around the city in the middle of the day wearing a Phillies jersey. And now you can't go anywhere without seeing someone with Phillies gear on. The city's completely embraced them. And it's crazy because it's gone from a decade of no one ever doing it to it feels like overnight every single person in the city is wearing Philly stuff every single day. I just went out to grab groceries. I passed like five people wearing Phillies jerseys on the way to, on like a three block walk. So absolutely buzzing. Uh, city Hall in like the center city area of Philadelphia was electric following the win in game five. Everyone was climbing the telephone poles and the street poles and the lights and everything jumping on the subway station. Yeah, they're embracing this team and the home field advantage that the Phillies have enjoyed so far this postseason. Man, it's going to be even better for the World Series. The city's on fire.
0: Oh, yeah. And I can imagine. And I would say that Pirates and Phillies wise, I wouldn't say that these two teams really have a major rivalry just because it always seems that they're very good at different points. So it's always one is just increasingly better than the other. And the fact that they play in the same league, but they've never really seen each other in the playoffs recently. They haven't seen each other really in marquee situations recently. I wonder how even the city of Pittsburgh feels about it, because personally for me, I think it's awesome. The Phillies are the one team Mm -hmm. I think I can confidently say in Philadelphia that I'm kind of like, okay, I can root for them in this scenario. And of course, the Steelers and the Eagles play this Sunday. So I cannot root for you in that sense because Sunday is also my birthday. Oh, man. Happy
1: early birthday. Yeah.
0: yeah, But I I don't think the Steelers are going to give me a happy birthday against said Philadelphia Eagles. You look at this Phillies team, though, near the beginning of the year, there was a sense that this team, albeit all the moves they made in the offseason again, it felt like they were trying to go for it. Joe Mm. Girardi gets axed, and you're like, okay, what's going to happen here? And all season, it was the uh, Braves, and it was the Mets. That was it. You didn't hear anything about Philly. Post-All-Star break, you come around, and I talked about it a little bit. I would kind of look at the standings every once in a while on my episodes. And you guys just kept creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And then when Milwaukee, a a division rival of ours, of course, traded Josh Hader away and then basically said, "Okay, we're not really going for this. I said the Phillies are being handed a playoff spot right now. All they have to do is handle business against the Marlins and the Nationals. They will get there. Lo and behold, you do get there. Nobody gives you a puncher's chance against the St. Louis Cardinals whatsoever. I mean, that whole lead up to that series, all I heard was Yachty and Albert Pujols are going to go out with a bang. They're going to go on a big playoff run. And you guys beat them. Then you go into Atlanta. A lot of people had already put stamped Atlanta for the NLCS. It was going to be Dodgers, Mets, or Braves. One of those three matchups. It just depended on who won on the other side. You guys go in there, you beat them. So then it's like, okay, for me personally watching the playoffs, I said, okay, this team has a lot of steam. You then play the Padres. I did not expect you guys to beat the Padres the way you did. Mm-hmm. I thought that whole series was ticketed for six or seven games. Just the thought process of what's gone on through this entire year, what has been the driving force that you think the biggest driving force? Of why the Phillies are where they are, because there's a plethora of different reasons that we're going to get into through this whole episode. But the one big thing that you think the Phillies are doing right, that is the reason that they are going to be facing the Astros in the World Series.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And they've been such a weird team this year, and it's been a weird run. Like, all the stuff that you're saying, I'm sure there's a lot of Philadelphia Phillies fans who love this team and wanted them to win that felt the same way. Oh, uh, you're going to have trouble against St. Louis. They got two MVP candidates. They got the legends. They've got solid pitching. And then you go and you see the Braves, and it's like, oh, defending World Series champions kind of owned you. Uh, truest down the stretch. And then even San Diego, it's like, well, they just took out the Dodgers. They're on fire, too. If I could point to one thing that's been the only consistent thing about the Phillies, Either Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler, and they haven't been great in the entire year. There have been stretches where Zach Wheeler was on the injured list, Aaron Nola was struggling a little bit, and those kind of flip-flopped, but at any given time this year, one of those two guys has been a top-10 arm in baseball, and that's been that's given you at least an anchor. That's something this team hasn't always had in the past, and when you know that at least you have a stopper every five days when you're on a skid, or you have a guy that you can hand the ball over to when you're on a hot streak where it's like, okay, well, the offense can kind of take a little bit of a lighter day today because we know Wheeler or Nola is going to hold them to three runs or less. That really helps you, and you see what it does in a playoff series when you have those two guys throwing back-to-back. So there's a lot of things they've done well, but the most consistent has been one of those top two arms has been incredible at any given time.
0: Yeah, and looking at Nola and Wheeler, I don't think many people would say – And share the same sentiment that you gave about them being top 10 arms this year, Hmm. because they're not the Max Scherzers and the Jacob Groms and the Garrett Coles of the world and the Shohei Otanis of the world. But sometimes and I say this about hockey, especially. And the reason I also love baseball is all it takes is to get that one or two pitchers. That all of a sudden, every time they step on the mound in the postseason, you know he's going six innings. You know he's not giving up more than two runs. You know he's going to strike out whoever he faces. And that's a scary thing, especially for Astros. But before we get more into this wonderful World Series matchup that we have on tap, as you see on the bottom of the screen, you can bet on this World Series if you want. I might I might dabble a little bit. They gave me 25 free dollars of free play money the other day to mm. kind of throw at some nice. stuff. So I might have to uh, throw some stuff over on Bet Online for this wonderful World Series matchup. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. I am a Clippers fan, so I don't think me and the Sixers really have too much of a, a beef besides no the beef there. being there. Uh, but find all of the latest player developments. Team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball with the World Series. MMA has had some big fights lately. Boxing and golf. The CJ Cup, since I live in Savannah, actually just came past this past weekend. Rory McElroy won. For the second straight year it's always a big event up there in bluffton just a few minutes away from savannah about 30 minutes that was really cool and i almost did bet mcelroy but i didn't should (laughs) have so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening and bet online is where the game starts also Thanks for making Locked on Phillies and Locked on Pirates your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app that you're listening on right now, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. As me and Connor would also say, uh, I do want to address something that happened over the weekend. I don't know if I'm supposed to address it, but I'm going to address it. This podcast network is phenomenal. Uh, There was, of course, that big comment about certain things that were said on a certain show. At the end of the day, we're all fans of this podcast. We're all fans of our teams. That's why we do this. That's just why we do it. I mean, David Locke, who hosts Locked on Jazz, is the biggest jazz fan I know because he's the only jazz fan I know. So (laughs) at the end of the day, I always say this on my show every day. My podcast is made by a fan for fans. Guys, we thank you for tuning into these all the time. I'm sure the Locked on Phillies people have loved your coverage of everything going on. So I just wanted to address that before we move on. But going into this series against the Houston Astros, who at this point it seems like they're just always there at this point because Mm. the Yankees can't seem to beat them. There is a clear and obvious matchup to watch in this series, I think, in my opinion, and I want to get your thoughts on it. You already mentioned Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. This Astros offense is insane. Jose Altuve, Jordan Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Jeremy Pena. You could go down the list all day. How should the Phillies attack this Astros team? Because there there's a very big discrepancy, I think, between how these two teams have had success. Of course, the Phillies pitching very well, the Astros hitting very well, while also pitching very well. I mean, both teams have done that. Uh, you saw Bryce Harper, of course, have the hit of his life to send to the Phillies to the World Series. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, yes, it was. I was watching that before the Steelers Sunday night game the other day. What do you think the keys are to victory for the Phillies in this series and what needs to happen for you guys to kind of you know take away some of the strengths of what Houston's going to throw at you.
1: Well, it's what you do against kind of every team built like this, and I don't think. No, I think the Astros are significantly
0: more talented, obviously,
1: than the San Diego Padres. Uh, it all I'll also liken it to what the St. Louis Cardinals kind of had. You have those major marquee guys. And then you have bottom-of-the-lineup guys that can produce, but you can't let uh, the top guys beat you. So the way you go about it is you've got to attack the bottom of the Astros' order. And some of the guys who are are down there actually had some trouble in the ALCS against the Yankees. They had their top guys where they had a couple guys hitting right around 300, and I think the rest of their team was 240 or below. And that includes Jose Altuve, who had a really rough ALCS. I think he'll bounce back because he's a guy who's been on the stage before. But you can't let Alvarez beat you. You can't let Pena beat you. You can't let Bregman beat you. And even though Altuve hasn't been great, you can't let him beat you. But then you you take your chances against some of the other guys in the lineup. And that's what the Phillies did really well against the Padres in the championship series. Like, yeah, sure, Soto had a big home run uh, in one of the games in Philly. Yeah, Manny Machado was huge in the Padres' only win of the series that they, they took in San Diego in game two. But ultimately, when the moment was biggest, They worked around those guys, and they took their chances against uh, guys near the bottom of the order, the the Trent Grishams of the world, who ended up 0 for 20, I think, for the series. So it's selective pitching, and they've been really good at that so far this postseason.
0: Yeah, and uh, just a funny tidbit that I did see a tweet yesterday that I thought was hilarious, that Alex Bregman had an identical stat line in the ALDS and ALCS that he had in both series, down to batting average, the amount of doubles he had, the amount of home runs he had. It was pretty insane. And as a neutral fan here, I think I look at this World Series matchup not so much as a lot of people, other people are, where they're saying, oh, it's obviously David versus Goliath. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. is it, is it really? Because I wrote it down the other day because whenever I go into any World Series, because I've obviously, excuse me, never seen my team play, I always like to look at the lineups that were most used in the playoffs and just compare them based off of star power. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned with the Astros, of course you have the big guys. You have Yordan, you have Pena, you have Bregman, you have Altuve. There's a lot of lot to like there. Are you really gonna sit here and tell me with Bet Online down there right now that if it was just four v four, in like whatever scenario, that Yordan Altuve Pena and Bregman versus Castellanos, Harper, Hoskins, and Schwarber. That is not a big difference if we're just looking at the offense. No, and if you go one further,
1: right? JT Romito, if you cut it to five, I don't know, bring Yuli Gurriel in for for Houston and then put JT Romito in there, and I might give the nod to JT. Like, it's it's incredible the star power this team has. Sorry to interrupt, but I'll let you get to the point you're getting.
0: Oh, yeah, and well, the point of it is, I think the the discrepancy is the fact that the Phillies were not the the Astros in the regular season. Right. They were not the one hundred win team that just looked good all year. They kind of stumbled into the postseason and now they're here. Obviously, I don't know what were you guys the sixth seed, I believe. We were. We were so, the last and, and team in. in yeah, either so,
1: side, the last team to clinch.
0: So what's wild about this, even to go a step further before I really get to the big point here. If they didn't expand the playoffs, the Phillies aren't even a playoff team Mm -hmm. this year. That speaks a lot of volume, because I think at the end of the day, the Phillies have more momentum going into the series than the Astros do. And people would be like, wait a second, why are you saying that? They were not favored to beat St. Louis. They sure as hell were not favored to beat Atlanta. The Padres series really, to me, was a toss up. Houston did what was expected of Houston. They were supposed to beat Seattle. They have the Yankees number. Do the Phillies catch them off guard early in this series in Houston to the point where maybe even Houston can't recover? That's what I'm looking at in this series. Yeah. I'm thinking the Phillies need to come firing out of the gates like three runs in the first in top of the first inning in Houston.
1: Yeah, you know what, what? You're I not feel. wrong. You're not wrong. They've got Aaron Nola going game one, so you can't complain about that uh, at all. And that's not 100% confirmed by the team. That's very much what we're hearing. It's though, implied. Yeah, so Aaron Nola will get the ball game one. Uh, and then you're looking at a situation where against the Cardinals in St. Louis, you win game one. Against Atlanta and Atlanta, you win game one. Against San Diego in San Diego, you win game one. The Phillies have been a really good game one team. That's because those... Dominant arms, Wheeler, NOLA, whoever it is, any given series, have been really, really good. Uh, But not only do they have to get out to a a hot start in um, Houston and steal one of those two games, but I think, you know, other sports, sometimes you see the series set up of it's uh, 2-2-1-1-1. Well, in baseball, I think the biggest benefit to the Phillies is that it's 2-3-2. It's incredible to have three straight games at Citizens Bank Park because they're unbeatable there. So if you take game one in Houston, even if they lose game two, the Astros, I don't care how good of a baseball team you are. I don't care if it's an all-star team. You could pick the nine best players who aren't currently playing and just put them all together on another team and have them play the Phillies. If you go to Citizens Bank Park, I can't pick them to win that game. It's such a tough place to play right now. So... Yeah, a quick start would put the Phillies very much in the driver's seat of this series.
0: Yeah, and I think the e- even more interesting thing about this World Series is that it, obviously it was not expected whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was not, but also I believe if I'm wrong, I no wait I don't think I'm wrong when I say this. Hold on, <laughs> the I'm, I'm thinking of how I'm going to word it because the 2020 year was a little different. If we take out the 2020 year, I believe this is the fourth straight year that an NL East team has been in the World Series.
1: Washington in 2019. Uh 2018
0: and- I believe was the it was the Dodgers, yeah. So I yeah. am wrong. But anyways, the NL East has pretty much been the division to get there if it's yeah. not the Dodgers. At the end of the day, with the Phillies, how confident on a scale of 1 to 10 are you going into the series? That's just what I have to... Eventually, this is what this was leading up to, is yeah. your confidence level, where you think this team can be, how you think they're going to perform, and just how confident you are facing an Astros team that has obviously been here before.
1: Yeah, um, I'm probably going to go like 7, 7 and change. I can't go much higher than that because of how talented this Astros team is. And I could talk about momentum all I want, and I could talk about the home field advantage all I want. The fact of the matter is this team they're facing hasn't even lost a playoff game yet. Now, the Phillies haven't faced elimination yet, so that's a pretty good resume for them as well. But the reason why I'm more confident than not in the Phillies is for a couple things. You talked about earlier, like the hot goalie in hockey, how they can carry a playoff team and that just changes everything like who cares what you did in the regular season to me baseball's kind of really really cool uh, and unique in the aspect it's an individual team sport like the astros are a really good team which is great over 162 but when you get into a seven game series the sample size is so small one guy can make a difference three guys can make a difference and when you look at zach wheeler aaron nola bryce harper That might be all you need. If Bryce Harper goes three for four with a home run and a three RBI night and Zach Wheeler's on the mound, he could win a game basically by himself. So my confidence is I think the best player on the planet is wearing red pinstripes right now in Bryce Harper. And I'll take Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola up against anyone, even Verlander, Valdez, McCullers, whoever they throw out there because they've been equally as good. So that's why I've got my confidence in the Phils.
0: Yeah, and I – don't see why you shouldn't. I mean, because, again, you look at the supporting cast around Bryce Harper. You got Bryson Stott, JT Real Muto, Kyle Swerber, Nicholas Castellanos. The list goes pretty deep for the mm-hmm. Phillies and what they have. Gene Segura. I didn't even throw him in there yet. I haven't even mentioned Gene Segura. And I've heard from games I didn't see that he's been very good defensively. And that's something that you need in the postseason because the smallest little mistake – could be the difference between the Phillies being up one nothing or being down one nothing. That might be the difference in this series, but also keeping the episode a little short today because we pretty much hit all the points already. You have any predictions, Connor? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Any Absolutely. predictions about what this World Series is gonna entail? I will let you have the floor for the next couple minutes and kind of just go off about how you think the series is gonna go.
1: I am not afraid to make predictions. Uh, I was wrong with my one uh, with the Phillies and Padres. I said Phillies and six, so I'm gonna try and get this one right for everyone at home. I am going to go Phillies and six again. And I'll tell you how they get there. They're going to win game one in Houston. Aaron Nola is going to be absolutely dominant, just like he was in the final regular season game that the Phillies won back on October 3rd, which we were talking birthdays earlier because your birthday's coming up. That was my birthday. So the Phillies clinched their first uh, playoff berth in 11 years on uh, my birthday with Aaron Nola going six and two thirds. Perfect before giving up the first hit or base runner in general of the game. I don't know, man. I think mentally that really helps him. And I think they steal game one, lose game two. And then I think they win the first two at home. Now, Houston is going to be more resilient than the Padres, the Braves, the uh, the Cardinals, in that this team is has much better pedigree than even those teams, even though Atlanta is the defending World Series champion. So I don't think you're going to win all three at home against them. And then I think they go, and uh, you get Nola again in Houston for game uh, five. and Or sorry, game six, rather. And I will take uh, the Phillies in that one to win it in six, clinch in Houston, close them out.
0: I'm here to, if I had to drop one, I think if we're throwing money at it, like bet online money, yeah, I would say I would probably say Houston in seven, just because of the, the fact of, like you mentioned, the pedigree that they have. Right. But at the heart of it, I would agree with you. I do think this Phillies team is on just such a tear right now with the confidence they have, with just the way they're playing. Everything seems to be running smoothly the city backing you, as you said, the home field advantage. I could even see a scenario where the Phillies lose the first two games, win all three at home, and then steal either game six or game seven. That's actually how I think it might play out. I do think this series, though, I think a lot of people would predict five for some reason for Houston or six for Houston. This series to me, and I pray for your mental health on this one, (laughs) It seems like it has all the makings of going seven games. It, it yeah. really does. I So that's why I think I balk at saying Houston in seven if I was betting money on it, which I don't think I will because I don't bet on the World Series ever because you never know what's going to happen. Like, I could bet on the Phillies to win the World Series and, God forbid, Aaron Nola like throws out his elbow in the first game and then it's like, oh, well, shit, now I'm, yeah. now, now I'm screwed which right. that will not happen. It will not. And now if it does happen locked on Phillies nation, you are more than welcome to come storm my comments about okay, this. Okay, I'm knocking out. on wood right now. Yeah, we'll good. knock on wood with that. I just think this series is a lot closer than people think. I really do. And I want you to give kind of just your last statement on the world series with it being Tuesday. You still have a couple days. You're going to have a couple more episodes before then last statement on the Phillies in terms of just, Honestly, just being there again. I know it has to be a phenomenal feeling.
1: It it is, and it almost is hard for it to sink in because you go from having nothing to having everything in a period of about two and a half weeks. So it's been a magical run. I don't think it'll really sink in for everybody till it's over how much of an accomplishment this is for the Philadelphia Phillies. but This is for Phillies fans, for baseball fans in general, for Pirates fans who love listening to Locked On Pirates and the coverage that you give them. It just shows that getting in is all that matters. You get hot at the right time, and it's possible for any team, and we're very lucky that it's us. Now, the Phillies are an organization that's built to do this again next year and again the year after. Not necessarily a run to the World Series, but be this talented. So this is not the end of the road one way or another at all. But they're the hottest team in baseball right now. Just getting in is all that matters. And, hey, they have seven games to prove that they're the best team in the world. Well, there you go. I believe they're going to do it.
0: Well, there you go. And Locked On Pirates fans, I will be back tomorrow with Lindsey Crosby talking about O'Neal Cruz. This is going to be very fun. Of course, Lindsey over at Locked On MLB Prospects called for O'Neal Cruz of the Pirates before I even did. So he's going to love that. I'm sure, Connor, I'm sure you have a bunch of stuff set up over the next couple days. Why not let the listeners know what you got set up for Wednesday and Thursday before Friday game day?
1: Yeah, tomorrow will be my solo show. I'll do a full preview of the series. We'll look uh, in-depth at uh, game one on Friday uh, in the show before that. And then on Thursday, right in the middle of those two, I will be having a crossover with the guys over uh, on Locked on Astros. We've been doing that ahead of series throughout the playoff run. So we'll get their perspective. I'm sure they're going to tell us why the Astros are going to win, but I'm going to argue with them.
0: Oh yeah, of course. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the locked on pirates and locked on Phillies podcast today here on this crossover, as mentioned earlier, make sure you go check out locked on sports today. Connor, I believe was actually on locked on sports today. Today, <laughs> I believe yes, today so and lo- yesterday. So yeah, so both that's days. a lot of today's in one sentence. I might have to uh, <laughs> cut that down a bit when I talk about that, but guys, My name's Ethan Smith of Locked on Pirates. That is Connor Thomas of Locked on Phillies. And we will see both of you guys on the flip side. And to leave it at this, Connor, good luck in the World Series. I will be watching. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a blast. And I think the Phillies really do have a great chance to bring a World Series trophy back to the city of Pennsylvania. So enjoy it while you have it right now, man. I think it's probably going to be great.
1: Thank you, man. Go Phils. I appreciate you having me and I appreciate the rooting interest. We're going to need all the help we can get.
0: Yes, sir. Guys, we will see you on the flip side.